Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. While it has been a time-honored symbol of our faith, Holy Mother Church has decided to retire this highly recognizable, yet wholly depressing image of our Lord crucified. Christ didn't come to earth to give us the willies. He came to help us out. He was a booster. And it's with that take on our Lord in mind that we've come up with a new, more inspiring sigil. So it is with great pleasure that I present you with the first of many revamps the Catholicism WOW campaign will unveil over the next year. I give you the Buddy Christ. That's not the sanctioned term we're using for the symbol, just something we've been kicking around the office. But look at it. Doesn't it pop buddy Christ? Do you exercise? Yes, lovemaking and woodworking. Do you have any history of mental illness in your family? I have an uncle who does yoga. Allergies? Cowardice and weak-willed men. And hazelnuts. Sexual history. Epic and private. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. just open up right away with like brad's tender thought of the week i think first we ought to introduce oh. that we have a guest oh, all right i he think we should have him he... we should have him introduce the show like nothing's wrong and then that'd be fine all right let's just let's get let's to it before go. we lose let's all this go. gold we're, we don't we're even have time with him all i'm right. gonna look at my notes that don't remind me of anything anymore all right. Well, I'm bringing nothing good. today. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of funny stuff to the stuff you guys have been talking about. You don't but have to I, be funny. We don't. Ah, we're I mean, not bringing anything either. Yeah, you're gonna fit right in. We're all bringing nothing. You got fever, Brad. So. We got. We have special guest Professor Brad with us. Yay! Yay. To the fanfare. Thank you for joining us on this lovely. Uh, Spring evening. That's we would have nice preferred out. if you wore a shirt, but that's all right. I, I didn't have a clean one. Assless chaps are always appreciated, so thanks for bringing those out. Do you guys have a free t-shirt for me this time? I have a 2X for Connor that I have in my truck, but it'd be a little bit big on you. I, I'll take what I can get. I just need something for a blanket. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll use that. All right, so it's Can You Hear Me, the podcast tonight of four guys talking about relationships and dating apps. <laughs> And I am Gustav Monteblanc. I am Ty Webb. I am the one and only Heavy Longmire. I'm Brad. <laughs> yes. Brad of <laughs> yes, Below you the are. Belt. Blowout Podcast Network. Famed author. Winner of awards. Boom. And NPR special guest. Oh, oh yes. yeah, that's right. You went sweaty balls on him. Dude, I've, I've had a really good year, and I swear, I'm just thinking about... How bad I, is I this year going to be? No, it's, it's great, but no, I... No, I mean, like... Oh, it's downhill from here. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm just thinking about quitting my job, working at Applebee's or something like that, where I'll make more money 
and just you know starting over anew because I mean it's been so good this past year. I got nothing else going for me, you know. I can just keep repeating. But I'm uh, sensing like a River Phoenix documentary out of this career change. Well, no, River Phoenix. He was still doing the same. Oh, or no, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, but Joaquin, I want to just follow you around with a handheld and for a year. I don't know. Like my whole thing starting out in the PhD and everything was. I figured I'd do nothing with it, which I really haven't done much with it. But um, disagree. I, I would go after I got it done. Realize I couldn't get a good job, which again I haven't got full good permanent job yet. And so I just go to Pizza Hut, and you know when Todd is yelling at me about putting fifteen pepperonis on instead of fourteen pepperonis, and says, "Hey Brad, you're putting too many pepperonis on there," I'd say, "Fucking Doctor Brad, Todd, or Doctor Pizza." Yep, Doctor. It, it would I all like be that. worth it. Just be able to throw that at people. Yep. The, all the time you spent on that PhD would be worth it to just be able to say, look, motherfucker, it's Dr. Brad. Dr. But Brad. how many people are PhDs at like Starbucks? There's got to be several. I'm, yeah, that's true. Per location. Barnes and Noble is and another, Barnes and I Noble, think. Yeah. 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 But I'm just saying, fuck Barnes and Noble. Oh, I'm using too many cuss words. No, so no, fine. go ahead. You're, you're fine. Yeah, we it, do not cuss on this. It so sounds off, fine at chipmunk speed. First off, we, we, we do cuss on occasion. And if you say anything that's too vulgar, I will creatively edit it so that the people think it's even more vulgar. Well, I know. there's. I hear all the beeping and everything. All well, you don't hear that sometimes the beep is only like two seconds. But what I beep out is actually like five minutes of Ty going on a tirade about something. I don't. There's no proof that ever happened. All right, I've got a question. I feel like Brad's a perfect one to well, include in this. Hold on a second. We still have a little bit of housekeeping. All right, we need let's to give out our keep, contact information. Keep the house because you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail dot com, and we'd love to hear from you. And you can always find us on Twitter. I am real Gustav. I am Ty Web three thousand. You can find me at Longmire Heavy. And Brad, we can contact you at Bits Are Fun, and then uh, the podcast is Below the Belt Pod at, on Twitter. And he might get back to you within a week, dude. I'm so bad. Like I swear, if I if I go down to Twitter, I know I've said this a hundred times, and look at it for half a second, I'll get so worried about how to reply to people that I'll just sit there fretting and fretting and fretting, and then like I'll just shut it and I won't get around to you it. You just so. get the old paralysis by analysis. Yes. Well, you could like. Do like one of our dear departed friends and just kill Twitter and Instagram. That's and right. What happened off there? Off the grid. Clay. What happened there? He just, he went away for a week, didn't he? That was the deal? I don't know if it's I a don't week. know. He's, I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon. I know he handed it off to KJ. I thought that's what they were saying, that he handed it off to KJ, but then everybody's saying he's dead. And I, I guess I just didn't get the joke KJ. until well, the joke was Clay over. I think this is a, like a protest movement he's Twitter starting. and his Instagram, right. or at least all the content off of it, and he's gone underground. He's still doing the podcast, though. Yeah, he, well, supposedly. I can't Or is that. he? So this is a permanent thing? I don't know. Okay. There's a lot of people that are very The way upset. you're talking, I think you do know. I do not know anything more than y'all know. Okay. Well, I know this zero. Sounds so. like a Saroy Industries job. An opportunity? This sounds like they've taken him out. I don't think Saroy <laughs> Industries has done anything. I am surprised that a fake Clay account has not sprung up in its absence. Yeah. Yeah, that's fishy. There should be at least three by now. Now, uh, the Crandy Man did change his avatar to the, the Clay Clown. <laughs> yeah, and every time I see that, too, I think it's... Clay, right. and I'm like, it's fake clay. And then KJ t changed his to Ginsburg's today, so it's been very confusing. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, I'm sorry. I derailed you. Now oh. we're done with our housekeeping. 
Well, I've always, you know, being a professor and a doctor like you are, I've always wanted to ask you, like, do you have a certain pocket that you keep your keys in or your phone or your wallet? Like, does it have to be a certain way? It's like, I have to have my wallet and keys in one pocket and my phone in the other. And I, you look like that kind of guy, too. I try to avoid bringing the phone to class, like, just because no matter what I do, I don't understand how to turn the ringing off, and it'll always ring if I bring it to class, so I... I keep them in my office beforehand. They and can't. I'll just sit there like, Those ringers are tricky. I'm sitting there <laughs> yelling are at the hard. phone like, like, how do you turn this off? And I don't want the person that I'm not answering, uh, you know, to know that I'm not answering them. I so thought I'm the like, jitterbug was much easier to use. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I don't. I don't have that. I, I do always carry a, um, a laser pointer, even if I'm not using a laser pointer in my left hand. <laughs> just like on the weekend? For cats? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. what the, What's the joke? <laughs> you can just carry one around all the time. Oh no! Point fucking in class. Point, uh, what do you do? Use it in class? You oh, point at kids? I mean, no. I mean, I'll use it up at the slide thing, but I don't actually press the buttons. on I press the buttons on the computer to point at stuff on the overhead projector. Yeah, but it has buttons on it. But I, I don't like the way the buttons are arranged because the one that presses up goes backwards for whatever reason. The one goes pr- goes down. Well, maybe you're holding it upside forward. down. No, because the laser is uh, oh. is in that direction. I make sure to get a green laser to show that I'm a Jedi, not a not a Sith. So um, full Return of the Jedi, green. Yep, yep. But um, but I, I don't use that. I walk all the way across the room to press the the down button instead of using the. But like when you're not in class, when you're just going out to like you know chill at Lowe's or something right on a Saturday, and you've got your keys, your wallet, or money clip, or what, or just you know money in the, with a rubber band or whatever and your cell phone do you have to have it in a certain pocket i want to show you something no it's it's always cell phone and wallet in the left pocket left front pocket you go cell phone and wallet in the same pocket yes that's a bold move no watch look at this what are you wearing jinkos no all right i tried to get a wallet wallet. it's a skinny wallet my idea was to remove this have a chain on it it's like an eight by ten here's my theory so Everybody, it's like a motorcycle wallet, but it's a skinny version of motorcycle wallet. I was going to remove this half, get the phone attached to this, attach my keys to that, so all of my stuff would be in one location all the time. Wait, Which pocket wait, would wait, you put wait, it in? Wait. That was part of the problem. Could you imagine this giant monstrosity hanging from his ignition, just you know, <laughs> wiggling the ignition till right. it's loose? Yeah, that thing's going to be out in about three days. Well, that's the other thing. I had a clip. To wear like a dual clip so it can clip to the keys or unclip to this. So when I go to plug it into the car, I just unclip the keys. Nice. It's illogical. You it just doesn't need like a little sense. quick release on there where you could just plug it in and then just rip like the a co- wallet. A cotter pins <laughs> yeah. to pull. Well, my thought was I get the big case. iPhone. I can read off the iPhone. I don't need my iPad anymore. I got lecture notes and stuff. So I can just break out in the lecture anytime. I just open my wallet, got all my notes there, get a laser pen, you know, for a key or right. something. And just have everything there, but it didn't work out the way I wanted. It to but work you out. go wallet and phone in the same pocket. Yeah, okay. but my wallet's so front thin. pocket, like I got back to... pocket. Where do you put your pistol? I, I don't know. I need a pistol. You and I have talked about this before, but I don't. I don't have one yet, unfortunately. I'll get you a little you derringer. One. I don't want you to build me one. Like that just sounds dangerous. <laughs> Fire <funny>. this. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? I know y'all have. You have to. I've known you guys for too long. I know that you're creatures right, you of habit. My routine: wallet and phone in one pocket. Really? Yep. This is an upset. Left, I can't do that. Left hand pocket, right hand pocket is keys, chapstick, pocket knife, snuff, and change. 
Good That's two Lord. addictive substances in your right pocket. Chapstick. It's and, like double negatives, though. They cancel each okay, other out. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of shit in that right pocket. That's a ton of shit in that Nothing right pocket. in the back pockets? No. Okay. Okay. Message your ass up. Message your back up. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I have a George When Costanza I don't wear jeans wallet, with back pockets, off, so. A George Costanza wallet? Okay. You know, yeah. Oh, as, yeah. You got the big Berman. I got the big, the big fat wallet. It's 380 pocket pistol in the right front pocket. <laughs> of course. Nothing else in there. And that's with a, uh, a pocket holster, you know? Sure. And then phone in my left front pocket, keys, pocket knife, and wallet in my back pocket, right pocket. So you sit on the wallet. Yeah. Okay. And your key, you sit yeah, on your I used keys. To do that. No, if, if, keys are front left pocket. When what else is in the front left? Pocket knife and phone. So you got your keys and your phone in the yeah. same one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I can't do that either. Now, yeah, you got I'm, scratch potential. If yep. I'm wearing my overalls, it's the bib. The bib overalls, it's going to be phone in my chest pocket. Yeah. Do you have work overalls, like stuff you wear, like when you're going out to like, formal, nice places or something? I do not have Taking the clients overalls, out no. to dinner? I, I, I do not wear overalls when I'm doing quote-unquote work. Okay. For do you think that I get paid for? Do you ever alternate the back wallet to your left side to keep your spine aligned or anything no, like that? No, now, That's if, why he's got one leg longer than if I'm, if I'm not able to carry the pistol, I will put my wallet in my right front pocket. So how how often are you, you're not carrying a holster or anything you carry in your pocket? It's a pocket holster, so it's it's made so that the holster stays in your pocket but protects the pistol from getting crap in the barrel. Why don't you build one of those things that you have in the movies where it shoots down your wrist? Well, I usually... <laughs> I don't have long sleeves right now, so that would be really cool, but... It's not obvious. near as incognito when you're wearing short sleeves with right. one of those. I'm sure they can have one where, like with the overalls where they pop out of the side thing. I don't fucking know. That yeah, would I'll be work cool. on that. Sure, <laughs> I will. You need to get it where it just pops out of your forearm or the crotch cannon, like on from Dust Till Dawn. Do you remember that? Oh I yeah, I've never saw. I never saw that one. Oh, it's a good movie. Is it? Yeah. I Is that, that Tarantino? One. Yeah, Tarantino okay. and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real good. In fact, Tarantino's in it. He really doesn't direct it. He's just in it acting. And I've heard of it. Quotes. I've just never seen it. It's pretty good. Selma Hayek is super hot in it. Oof. Speaking of Selma Hayek, did you realize that Catherine Ross is married to Sam Elliott and yeah. has been forever? Yeah. I think it's like since the, um, oh, what's the Sackets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, what was it? That's where they, I think the first thing they were ever in together. Was it? Yeah. With Tom thinking- Selleck. I was thinking that they met uh, around Butch and Sundance time. Well, that would have yeah, that'd be pre-sex. But Elliot wasn't in no, Butch and Sundance at, no. at all, was he? Not even like as an extra. If no. you'd like a treat, and I know you all the listeners do, Sam Elliott was in one of the last seasons of Mission Impossible as a doctor character that would sometimes be on, in on the missions. Yeah, no mustache. Interesting. It's very interesting to see. He makes a few cameos in this show that I've become obsessed with called Parks and Rec, too. Yes, it's a good show. I've yeah, never seen it up until about a month ago, and now I've like binged almost every episode. Yeah, First season's not very good. See, I, I still haven't made it through the first season. No, the first season's not good. It's, but you yeah, it's the, much better second on. Second it's on like a whole, yeah, I would good. just start with second season. Yeah, you're honestly. not missing out on anything. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance to go see Nick Offerman live, I highly oh, recommend that. Yeah, He's going to Windstar in the fall. I don't like Quality design. furniture maker too, evidently. Yes, quite the woods uh, woodworker. Ma- I think he's a master carpenter. Yes, he's married to a woman that's ten years older than him. Megan Mullally. Megan yeah. Mullally, who I would 
Yeah. Yeah, so I would too. Gonna, yeah. She's but, also Parks and Rec. Yes. And they, I, uh, Mrs. Gustav and I and the general's friend and his um, lady, we went and saw both Offerman by himself, which was great. And then we saw once where it was him and Megan and they, it's pretty interesting because they're obviously a couple that really likes each other. I saw this. This is a wonderful segue that you didn't realize you were doing, but that's how you get me. I saw a movie recently that brought up a question that I wanted to definitely ask Brad, and then I wanted to get y'all's perspective on it, too. I was watching that movie. Is it Passenger or Passengers the other day? Me and a friend of mine with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it, it, but that's it. And he's hilarious in Parks and Rec, too. He's good. Love mm-hmm. him in that. But, uh, well, I won't kill the whole movie since you hadn't seen it, but part of it has to do with if you were like stuck in a place for a long time with only one other person, you know, developing a relationship right. and that kind of thing. And we started the conversation of, well, like, what if, you know, it would have been, this movie would have been a lot different if she would have been gay, mm-hmm. you know, then what would the chances of the, you know, there being some kind of relationship here? And then the other person was like, well, I mean, I think eventually, you know, you would want to have some kind of sexual relationship with, whoever was there. Right. Like, a, you know, two last two people on earth kind of scenario. And, and, and I was like, that's a good question. We got Brad with us. That's right. And I, I wonder if Brad, like if you were in that scenario, like another dude in like two days, you think <laughs> like, I, yeah, like that? No, we weren't going to ever be, you know, seeing light again or whatever. Then no one was ever going to know. Let's go ahead and get it over with. We're going to get to it eventually. So <laughs> might, might as well do it right now. Okay. My, my original question was going to be how long, how many minutes into the first day? But I think you answered second. Do you at least go two dates? Yeah. So I, that first date, you're no, just no, kind of coy. Two days. I, we're not doing dates. Two days. We're dudes. Okay. All right. But but first day, you're kind of coy and playing hard to get. Second day, you're just full on. I just think it'd take a day to I like. Mean, are you going to be kissing or are you just going to go straight to, you know. Just, all I can think is. I mean, you might as well go all the way. Brokeback Mountain. Dude, I'm telling you, and I feel embarrassed by this. And sorry, to, I'm not going to derail it. I am going to derail it. Brokeback Mountain, I fucking love that movie, dude. I, I feel really bad about it, but... I've never I seen it. I, I do not either. like romantic movies. I hate, like, what was it, The but Notebook and all romance. that crap? Well, I love Larry McMurtry, so... Yeah. Well, I, that might be it. I And I didn't know until recently that was Larry McMurtry, uh, but I, didn't I that. love that movie, dude. You didn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It is great. It is a great, great movie. It's you interesting. Know, we should screen it for our next episode, all four of us. Just go full Mystery Science Theater on it. Can we get you back? Absolutely. Return? Absolutely, sure. I'm up for that. Now, no pun intended. Not to derail it, because I think, I think, you know, I might wait at least a week, you know, kind of make sure nothing else is going to come well, along. My smart ass response to her was, um, you know, when she responded with, well, I mean, if this is all that's available, eventually you're going to have a relationship, you know? And I was like, well, what's the let- premise of this movie? I don't, well, they're traveling to another planet and they're supposed to be in these like pods that keep them asleep for Stasis. 90 years. Oh, okay. Okay. And one of them wakes up early. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. have like 85 years or 90 years left. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a whole. Okay ethical quandary about the other person waking up right, and that kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, but my response was, well, what if the only other person is, you know, 11? Yeah. Oh, well. And they stay 11. Like, let's make it hypothetical. Right. Like, if the premise is no matter what you're left with, you're eventually going to get involved with them. I'm not buying that premise. I agree. No. I agree. And, and th- you know, there's also what if the personality is just horrible? And it's much easier because you were with a lady when you were watching this, right? Presumptively. 
it's much easier for women to say, oh, well, you're just going to end up wanting to have, because I think most women our age and younger have at least a percentage buy on that spectrum. Right. Whereas at least on the guys, I'm not so sure the buy proclivity is as high. So women are like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, and it kind of led us into it. If I have to look at heavy and I, Mm-hmm. Heavy and I aren't doing anything over the next 85 years. Well, it kind of naturally progressed a into a discussion of like, you know, like prison gay kind of thing. Right. Like if you have a life sentence <laughs> in prison, you know. Aaron Hernandez. How are you going to handle that? Although yeah. it sounds like he was probably before, but. Yeah. Can, I, can I change my answer? I think I probably would just be too complicated, like with a guy or a girl. So I'd probably just stay single the whole time. It seems like it'd be too complicated. You got to deal with the same person. You know, I'll just go back to my pod or whatever right. and just play video games or something. Now, so, like, I you wouldn't wonder, have any kind of relationship with them at all? Sure like, not give even it like a shot, friendship? but then she'd be all talking about marriage and stuff like that. And I know this is the only human being I can get married to, but um, it just seems too complicated. This is the only person you're seeing for a really long time. Yeah. I, I do. How wonder. big is the pot area? I'm sorry. Like, this is one of the other things. You could avoid each other if you wanted. Do I have, are there robots I can have relationships with? Not sexual relationships. Robosexual. But what about like, there was is, one, there porn? The is there porn? There, there wasn't any porn. You talking about in this movie or just in my scenario in my head? Well, in, in the scenario in your head. No. No porn. Mm, oh, boy. No no porn, no robots, no AI, no other. Inter- if you want any social interaction, it's going to be with this person. Would okay. it ever turn sexual? Regard Or would, would gender even play, much like your real life, would gender play a role at all? Man, a, a re- <laughs> for a real answer, I, I I don't think I I I wish I was gay, but I don't think I could get gay. You know, I I just don't. I don't. I I wish I could, but I like how that offended both ends of the spectrum equally. <laughs> yeah, I mean everybody. We, we I wish we I could get gay. Everybody. I just can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. We guys. now have our title. I do wonder if being gay would be less complicated, dude. I promise you, it would be. I no, think, think it depends. You have to dress well, good all the time. Yeah, Although, and you'd have to go out every single night. But I think, if you're too. a guy, you instantly become rich. Too. Yeah. Yep, that's true. That is, that I have, I have known very few poor gay men. Yeah. That's true. You only knew them for a very short period of time. <laughs> Quote, no. <laughs> I, I have a uh, a work associate that I, I from past companies that. Um, was always posting pictures on Facebook of these parties at Palm Springs, very, you know, opulent surroundings and everything. And I'd always fight myself to put in a, a comment of, where are all the girls at? Because it was always like, you know, guys in Speedos. and Right. Yeah. Travels the world, does the same thing I do, rich. Hmm. So, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe that's the way to go, Brad. You'd be, I tell you one thing, you'd be having a lot more sex. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I, I, I think it's positives all around rich, more sex. Although is more sex a positive? Oh, shit. I don't know. You guys are asking too difficult of questions. My brain is shut down. He's right. had a fever. Yeah. That's I true. really am. I, I really feel bad that you guys have me on right now. Like I, 105. And so we're happy to have you. Have you noticed, and to kind of shift gears on the fever. Well, how genuine did that sound? <laughs> and I was thinking about this. I was listening to your award-winning podcast that dropped early today. Oh, well, don't listen to the thing early. Yeah, I listened to it early. I okay. got through it all. And you were talking about your fever and your you and Brian, uh, you and your co-host horrible understanding of over-the-counter <laughs> medication. Well, now I'm going to have to go listen to this right away. Um, so far, they're not going to die from anything, but... 
Are you mixing? No, mixing, matching? No, no, they just don't understand what anything does. <laughs> but so uh, a lot of people in this world are like that. I know, I know. It blows but me away. Are them, aspirin and Tylenol the same thing? No, no, no. Aspirin <laughs> is, a, is, is ibuprofen. Is that aspirin? No, no. no. What's Tylenol then? Ibuprofen, acetaminophen. <laughs> yeah. So aspirin, acetaminophen, ibuprofen are three different things. Yes. yes. And they do three different things. It, well, they have three pharmacological differences. Yeah, yeah. They work they're chemically the different. Thing. I mean, they well, not exactly. So they have asp- some overlap. Yes. but they're chemically different. Aspirin and acetaminophen, aka Tylenol, are analgesic uh, pain relievers. Ibuprofen. He did. He was correct when he said it's an anti-inflammatory. It's a non-steroid, a non-steroid NSAID. Just like a leave. Yes, which is naproxen. Those all will lower fever. Okay, all three of them. Right. Okay. You you alternate typically, especially with kids, between Tylenol and ibuprofen because you can't give too much, so you alternate so you can kind of keep the four fever. hours this one, four hours the next one. Okay. But anyway, it was. I can't wait to listen to this now. It, it's I'm. We probably spent more time talking about it than they did, but it was just. Oh my gosh, y'all are adults and <laughs> y'all don't know, but you are correct. A fever can cause protein denaturation where the proteins break down because the temperature's too high. Okay. That is, that is a real thing. Is that what you think might be going on? Dude, I don't know, man. I, like, I'm, I, it was sure so high like for so long. cow disease? I'm, Do you have a spongiform encephalopathy we don't know about? <laughs> is that the cat one? The no, one where cats no, give no, it to you? Toxoplasmosis <laughs> gonda. What the fuck is going on here? You guys know so many disease things. We'll tell you about it later. All right. Yeah, we'll explain everything later. In Just secret. Session. Step into this pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better, and I do appreciate you making the long drive to come meet with us. Okay. Someday we'll come see you. Well, you heard how how shitty I was sounding on that, so that's that plus you right. know, a couple we hours. We didn't even go into how your burger looked. Oh you yeah, you can go ahead and I don't know. I'm trying weird diet shit. I don't right. know. Now. Before we go much further, is this I do protein have a, related? I don't even know where you're going. I'm seeing one big protein. He's got a, a big protein theory that's all coming protein together theory. now. No, I do. I've been thinking of of, of weird food theory that I want to oh. talk to you before you hear this <laughs> episode because he's got some theories about uh, <laughs> about nutrition. Oh man, you're overselling I, this stuff. I'm dying to first off, just recite the whole thing for me right no. now. No, no, wait a second. Tell him what you eat for breakfast. I just eat. Like, usually Campbell's soup, like a chunk of soup <laughs> for breakfast. That early morning sodium. Yeah, because you got to get sodium, you know, you get, you're get you dehydrated from sleeping all night, and then it's plain. <laughs> sodium is wonderful for that. And it's plain, so like, uh, you know, so, so your lunch is going to be better because you're eating just plain food for breakfast. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's just it, not, I, it's all uphill from there. It sounds good to me. So I can look forward to I not s- eating this. I don't know why you're sick. <laughs> All right, we're, I'm, I'm ready to stop kicking Brad in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. We, you can I keep kicking su- me in the nuts. I got a surprise for Heavy. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow! Is that clay? It, <laughs> it does look like, like clay. clay. I bought this before the clay debacle. <laughs> so I Heavy is afraid of clowns. I'm not afraid of them. I just don't care for them. He's everyone, not reaching for that. Everyone in Heavy's family is afraid of clowns. Is that true? As far as my siblings. Uh, me and my brother aren't real fond of them. I don't think your sister likes them either. Yeah, not not real. So I found this gym. God, that's lovely. This painting for 25 cents at the local Goodwill. I, I will take that. 
and I snatched it up. Yeah. Because That's nothing a says sad looking clown too. It is, is that going to be the cover art clown. for this episode? This will be the cover art. Okay, I got to get a good pick of it. But this will be uh, it's 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 ties perfectly in with Clay. I've been sitting on this for several weeks. Yeah, but with the death of Clay, the sad clown. The last picture we had of Clay was the sad Clay kid clown. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to say you drew that as an homage to Clay. I wish I was that talented. I can't paint or draw. You know that? Man, me either. I wish yeah. I could. 1970. Wow, it's boom! It's an antique. Yeah, yeah. All right. I will. Uh, well, thank you. Sir. <laughs> Make for a wonderful Tinder. A wonderful Tinder profile. There you go. Uh, we'll we'll take a nice picture of that. That'll be the cover art. I can't yeah. believe you're holding that thing. God, look at those eyes. He did something bad. Yeah, that, that clown <laughs> has touched some kids. He, he, he just bad. he's just walking into your bedroom at three in the morning. Well, the fact uh, that his hands aren't visible in the photo is yeah. something bad. Heavy. I did something bad. Covered yeah. in blood and urine. Eye opener. M. Griffey. That's yeah. the, the artist there. So well, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate the uh, <laughs> disturbed clown painting. <laughs> I like to find portraits at the, the thrift stores. Yeah. That's the, I mean, all the other art, because it's always bad. It's, I just passed that by, but man, the portraits, that's good stuff. I did find one, and it was before that we really knew Toledo. It looked like Toledo in hindsight, and I didn't buy it, and I really kicked myself because then I'd have the Toledo portrait hanging in the barn. There you go. That's where I keep my art. In the barn? In the barn. Well, that's where most collectors do keep I their have art. a Selena uh, portrait. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I also have... What looks like Tina Yothers <laughs> from the opening credits of the when they show the family. No, it's portrait more like an older, like post family ties. Okay. Tina Yothers, the so, good years. She's still years. with us. Yeah, she's still with us. I think. Okay. Last time I talked to her, I think she might be dead. I think Tina Yothers is alive. The Chris, is Christina dead? Christina Chris- Bateman? No, no, she ain't dead. She's Justine, Justine Bateman. Justine. Okay. Yeah, what is alive? she doing these days? I don't. I think she was making like Lifetime movies or something. Let's call her, Brad. Get Brad, your phone. Get her on the phone. No, I'm looking up Tina Yothers. I'm. Oh no, she's still alive. You guys are right. I feel like she was. She strikes me as rehab worthy at some point. Well, I think she was in a band and stuff. So oh, I'm there sure you that, go. That's probably not very good music. So Whatever happened Tina. to Nick? The the bro, uh, the boyfriend? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. Oh. Wasn't that his name? Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick. That was such a bad character. It was uh to me it, yeah it just it kind of played off of Rocky one uh, like if Rocky had hit so, the skids yeah exactly yeah. yeah that wasn't a very good show yeah it was man was I liked show. that show I watched show. it but I'm not sure that it would hold up which one are we talking about Family, family ties? ties oh no okay Family Ties I thought you had moved on to something no, else Alex show. Keaton yeah that was great we've moved on to the other Tina Yothers shows oh, I got a fun story <laughs> about that I uh, tweeted. Uh, Colin Hanks, uh, and I, I tweeted him a picture of... Um, Your dick? No, no, well, not this time, but of uh, his dad slapping Alex, you know, after, like, Alex took away the maraschino cherries that Tom Hanks was trying to, to right. drink, remember that? And he slapped Alex, and I, I said uh, in the tweet, tweeted a picture, and says... You're the same age as your dad when he did this to poor Alex P. Keaton, and then he tweeted me back, "I'm older." Man, yep. look at that! So, five right there. Well, no, I made me a lifelong Colin Hanks fan. I love that dude. Yeah, he's great. It is funny. Orange County. How was... special you feel when you have some type of minor interaction with some 
celebrity on Twitter. Oh, I remember the first time that Sade slid into my DMs. I was like, my was life joke is for me. now complete. <laughs> the question marks over all the listeners. Y'all yeah. don't know who Sade is? Who's I do. Sade? God, Brad. I, I do. See, this who's smooth Sade? operator, buddy. Oh. You don't remember... Okay, I mean, I know man. the song. You're so, old enough to know better. But I don't know if I am. The listens is. Well, that's true, but I thought maybe at least it'd play a little better in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Brad and Heavy don't know who Sade is. Well, yeah. He knows her as Sadie. She's still alive? Sade, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who'd she so marry? She married somebody famous, didn't she? That I don't know. So it would have played better with you guys if I'd have said Dion Warwick slid oh, into my DMs. Oh, S-A-D-E? Yeah. I always thought that was Sade. Oh, my gosh. I honestly did. I honestly believe you. Honestly, I, I, I don't doubt you at all. I think I did, too. Yeah. You remember the song Smooth Operator? Oh, yeah. Smooth Operator. Okay. I, I, I think it, I thought that was a dude. Like, it just a run through some... Uh, you're, get, Grace you're, Jones. you're getting her confused <laughs> with El DeBarge. No, no. I, I haven't seen anybody sing the song, <laughs> but just, like, listening it onto the, the thing, it seemed like, a, like an 80s run through a voice whatever i've mentioned sade and el debarge my episode is over he's done. i'm out he's for the rest of the packing night up his stuff right yeah. now. y'all have a good time well we got some emails since brad's under the weather i mean we could talk about all the stuff that you no no bounced around but i don't want to i do want to talk you. about at some point i want to talk about um uh the the hermit stuff did you read that article on the a little bit i didn't get to read it fully well you guys got a there's one, there's a guy, and he was in Maine for 27 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they ended up finding. Like, they got him rocks. on surveillance video. He, he going in shit, and right? Stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. fucking Gustav didn't read it. So, uh, I didn't read it. Oh, I read some of it. I mean, I, well, have you read that about. That one blew me away. All right. Blew me away, too. That's why I wanted to talk about it. But we'll wait till Gustav. No, talk about no, 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 no. No, that's uh, a good reason to have him back. Okay. So. Yeah. We got to dangle a carrot. And have you heard about the family that was in, uh, the Soviet wilderness for like 40 years? You guys read about those guys? Siberia. Yeah. No, I don't have about the what? Like there were there's a family they were running away from like the Bolsheviks in like 31 or some some bullshit, maybe a little bit earlier. They ran to Siberia. It was just the dad and the mom at first and then they didn't see another human being besides their kids for 40 years. Was there a recent article on that too? Yeah. That sounds It didn't they didn't they found him like the 70s. It's like when that submarine came up on, on at Gilligan's Island. Remember that episode? <laughs> He I got it. He didn't know the, the Japanese submarine. Well, you know that's based sort of on a real story. It's exactly like that. There, there was a Japanese soldier that didn't surrender until 1974. Yeah, yeah. That lived in the jungle and still fought, still did stuff. Wow. Because he, he didn't know the war was over. Wow. All right. Here, before we go on, uh, ghost story on a submarine or alien on a submarine. I'm making a movie about it. That's my movie idea. Okay, I'll watch uh-huh. that. All right, so I just want to get out of the way. Let's do emails. Well, tell us, I mean, do you want to give us any more on that, or you just want to... All right, they find a boat that's been sunk. They don't know why. They raise it. It could be a Nazi U-boat, and, like, the Americans do it, and they would recommission boats like that back in the day. So, hey, or actually, we got to get this back to the port in the U.S. So, here, crew, we're stationing you on here. It's your job to drive it to Norfolk or whatever. And they start going back, and then shenanigans ensue. We have a submariner with us here. At any point in in what your you know your rough draft right now, does someone look up from their plate and say Jesus loves omelets? Boy, you're another reference I'm not getting. Okay, I don't get that reference either. Wasn't the uh, the the fake commercial that you wrote? Oh, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, didn't, that's different. Didn't that have to do with Jesus and omelets, or am yes. I totally off base? No, here? it did. It okay. did. No, that's... Did you ever hear that? When he had... When he had no, that's high quality read the, shit. Read the whole... I was trying to go multi-level there, and everybody was blinking at was me like a calf at a new gate. some movie. I'm like, is that in DOS Boat? Is that in U571? I'm going through all the submarine movies. Marketing omelets to the post-church crowd is a great idea, right? We all we can all agree to that. Yep. So, great idea. Yeah. Let's, see, let's do some emails. Let's do some emails. <laughs> it's a wonderful segue. <laughs> now, unlike Brad, I'm going to accredit the emails to the actual person that, that uh, emailed us. Hey, can I can I guy? email in a question for Brad right now? Sure. Because people didn't know that Brad was going to be on. Yeah, or just pretend like just whatever questions they have, just direct, direct them to them Brad. to Brad. So he can answer questions about things we talked about. <laughs> that ought to be fun. Well, I got to go back. We had one that we've been sitting on because we're kind of backed up. And this is from, on Twitter, he goes by... More uh, Fiber. Funky Co. Medina. Nah, Funky But that's Edward or Eduardo. Okay. If you will. I will. So he, it's entitled, Urinal Poop and Poem. <laughs> I'm excited. It's right up our alley. Now, we've had an issue or an episode quite a while back about trough urinals. And the boys over at Tell Me Where to Turn have a full episode about Glenn crapping in a Devil Bowl, Devil's Bowl Speedway urinal when he was a young lad. Do you yeah. remember our friend that would wear the Devil's Bowl shirt like about three times a week yes. to school? Yes. Okay. Can, I, can I tell you something? I have not heard that episode, but I've only seen shit in uh you know, urinal one time in my life, and I just looked and I thought it was the funniest thing. And I thought that man is doing God's work. I swear. <laughs> and it's just it's interesting that it comes from their podcast and and uh, Prophet Glenn. Yeah, that, yep, that is more of a yeah. Uh, so he, a he's space podcast. Well, no, but, <laughs> but <laughs> we can call it that now. They're, they're spreading the word through that. I mean, that that made me think, man. They're maybe there something. is a God. Like they, that's they, uh, <laughs> they spread a lot of things. So they spread Fecal matter and they spread E. coli. Thank God. <laughs> Friday Night Lights talk is over, but they spread degenerate gambling stories <laughs> and questionable racial takes on driving and uh, athletes' dongs. That's what they sp- spend most of their time on. So if you would like to listen to Glenn and Point Break ba- Dave and All right, Tommy. Pause for station identification. I was wondering how that's so close. They've got a basketball goal Hello. in the street right there. Is that your neighbors that have just hauled a... Basketball go out in the middle of the street. Oh, speaking of, I ran into our buddy out there that you slung on me that one day with all the jokes. The oh, crazy yeah. one? Yeah, she was. She had cornered some guy in the middle of the street. Oh, she'll corner And I guy. drove, well, I know, because you hung me out to drive that time <laughs> with her. But I drove around the corner, and they're standing in the middle of the street, and there's cars parked on it. Like, I can't get around them if they don't move. Yeah. And... I don't, she acted like she had no idea there was a car there. Yeah, she probably didn't. And I mean, I had to like slowly just get around to try to get, I mean, she was just not, if I'd have just kept going full speed, I'd just run right over. Yeah. I mean, she had no idea I was there and I was uh, a foot from her. Bless her. And the guy was, I guess, like me, felt dumb enough to try to be polite to stand there and talk with her that he wasn't moving either. So now he's like, I guess I'm going to get run over over this too. One of my neighbors down the street is a, She's probably about our age. As a teenager, she had a traumatic brain injury. Oh, no. Okay. And uh, so has basically no memory. Happy as can be all the time. Yeah. Super happy. 
But she like Dory almost. I hate ex- it. Yeah. Okay. Per, uh, yeah, but she doesn't know that she's ever met you before. Oh, Dory. Then yep. and uh, you see, so you hear the same stories, the same jokes. No social cues as far as. Yeah. Hey. <clears throat> I need to get in the house. Or Does she have videotapes she has to watch every day? I'm standing here like holding. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mean to make like, like that, I wonder the if it's movie. A, I don't know. We've, okay. Yeah. But anyway. All right. All right. So listen to Tell Me Where to Turn. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are available. So back to Eduardo's email. Urinal poop and poem. Two stories, both from the State Fair of Texas. I remember both vividly. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Great State Fair of Texas. The Great State Fair of Texas, where... You spend way too much money for way too little. Yes. First, when I was maybe about six, I walked into a men's restroom and saw a grown man, about 60, pooping in a urinal. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me a wink and a wave. (laughs) Of course he did. Didn't stop grunting. (laughs) Oh. Now, that little part right there reminds me of some type of heavy Christmas poem. Yeah, that that sounds Didn't right out of the stop grunt. Right from Heavy's pen. Right. Now I did have a buddy that told me about one time he was at a concert and I won't make it too stereotypical and tell you who was playing the concert. I think it was at the AAC and he walked into the bathroom and there was a guy sitting on the urinal giving free beaches. Well, who was playing? You you can't give that out without an act by the, close. Elton John. Sir Elton. <laughs> Sir Elton Heavy. Sir Elton. I like Elton John. I so, do too. Yeah. There was uh, an Elton John joke on why today doesn't suck the other day. Yeah. And the kids and I have been, the boys listening to that with me. Really? Yeah. Brave. Yeah, this is real brave for that one. And I got more talk about that later on. But anyway, back to pooping in the urinal. Hold on. What haiku. How do, is, Help me with haikus. I don't understand, but I think that would be a good one. Man shitting in urinal. Winks at me, doesn't stop grunting. I thought I thought it was a good haiku. Oh, you're talking about you want me to repeat it? Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just laying that on you. <laughs> Sounded and like it fit perfectly for I, a haiku. I don't remember what the pentameter or whatever yeah, of haiku it's got like is. Five seven five or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I did it opposite, I think. That's all right. All You're right. trying hard. You're not an English major, thank God. Okay. All right. Second time is my favorite. I don't know how that other one couldn't be favorite. Yeah, this one better be good. I sat down to a corn dog slash root beer. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's ominous. And this time I got to sit and read the greatest poem I've ever seen on the st- stall door as follows. Here I sit, broken hearted, came to shit, and only farted. And I'll hang up and I'll listen, Eduardo. <laughs> I think that's pretty well known. I think that's in, pretty not common. Yeah. I think that the the winking and the waving out way out blast the uh, yeah the po- the poetry poem. toilet room poetry yeah that. yeah give me that first story by a mile yeah. yeah I like to imagine that guy's like a supernatural figure that just goes around the world just to fairs and just shits in the urinal (laughs) just makes every state fair yep like he drives a zamboni instead of a the only supernatural element in the whole universe is this phantom shitter like there is no god there is no (laughs) devil there's no ghost there's just the phantom shitter and that's it i think i kind of think enough if i were god that's probably what i would do with my time is just go from one urinal to another shitting in them now 
to that point, I've always maintained. Well, then maybe that makes you God. <laughs> that Jesus had to have some sense of humor. Absolutely. You know, I don't like the idea of the stoic Lord and all his friends just going around all mopey all the time. Right. You know, you got 13 dudes out in the desert. No, I want sarcastic Jesus. I want or some, don't give me any Jesus. Yeah, I want some, some stuff out there. Now, I have my limits. Okay. Well, you don't want Jesus like shooting dice. Right. Well, I went to a... Got to make a living, man. <laughs> Got to make a, that paper. A son. non-denominational church one time for a wedding, which happened to actually be Pentecostal. Okay. Okay. And we've documented a long time ago my like running... Like snakes and strychnine Pentecostal? Well, or? Not quite, but you know, the, uh, my, my views don't align with the Pentecostal doctrine. Right. So You're not that high on the Book of Acts. When you I, can't wear your, I am a cessationist. I'll go on record right now. So, and you can't grow your hair that long. No, I can't. Although I did it one time, I can't have a Jesus mullet. And both the preachers at the wedding had Jesus mullets. Mm. Okay, or Pentecostal mullets, if you will. Well, Jesus mullet is a good band name. In the foyer of this sheet metal building mm-hmm. is a large, like. 20 by 32 framed illuminated portrait of the Lord laughing Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's like the first thing you see when you walk through the door is laughing Jesus. And he's like, ha, 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 that's a good one, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he behind? Is he like Johnny Carson behind a desk no, and Paul's like Ed it's, McMahon? It's kind of from a, a three quarter torso up and he's one hand's up and like one hand's kind of clutching. Like he really got good. <laughs> you got me. That's a good one. And then the the wedding was downhill from there. There was you know tongues and some hand. You know anyway, wasn't my scene. Well, nothing was going to beat that picture though. No, the picture <laughs> set the mood, and the wedding was not funny. So I was really let down. Yeah, There's wedding a, uh, should be funnier. There's a church here in town that has a sign out front, and I can't remember the name of the church, but it has a portrait of Jesus that's kind of a I guess you would call it in the airbrush style. Okay. And he's doing <laughs> he's doing like, the buddy Jesus? Yeah, like like this number here. Giving the shooter McGavins? Yeah, kinda like the Fonz kinda you know. And I wanna say he's winking too. I know he's not, but that's just the pose that he's striking. Yeah. You know? like Might as well be. Well, you know the buddy Jesus from Dogma, right? The the <laughs> that's that's what it is. That. The yeah. big giant plastic statue. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds very similar. Quite so amusing. from shitting in urinals to laughing Jesus. That is I mean, I can I can't get over how awesome that is. I need I need shitter urinal shitters in my life. That that's a Well the fact that he's just owning it too is what makes the story. That he's just sitting there like I mean, he ain't worried about it. Right. I, like who's he doing it for? Like that's he, with the urine. Sure. He's just doing it for himself. I think. Well, I assume. Are we talking about the actual shitter? Or are we talking about the spectral supernatural? We're talking about the real, the real people that do this. Well, I'm. Oh, in Glenn's case, he had to shit because he was like six and he got mud butt. No, no, that's fine. I'm not talking about that. No, no, we're no. talking about the sixty year old man. Sixty year old man. Well, I'm assuming that there's. That the stalls are all locked up. No, see, I like to think of it as that there's the stalls are open, and he just wants to do it in the urinal. Yeah, I'm like to think that he's just just doing it. Yeah, because he bring bring light to people's day. If he's just doing it to do it, I want to hang out with that guy. If he's doing it because the stalls are all full, that's a whole nother. Yeah, now that that means nothing. I am not an officer of the law, as far as you know. 
I wonder if they're if you could uh, get in a little bit of trouble if the police walk in and you're shitting in the urinal. Man, I don't think so. Let's ask this four year old <laughs> waving and winking. Yeah. You know, that would seem, especially if a six-year-old standing there. Yeah. That gets that, into uh, some, uh. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think so. Or what I don't about, think so. Okay, along those lines. Cause you couldn't get in trouble for standing like a foot back from the urinal, taking a leak with a four-year-old taking a see. leak next to you. What about if you go and pull the, uh. From put, your experience? From what I've heard. Okay. That's not illegal. What what about if we go pre-kindergarten and you drop your pants and your underwear all the way down as you're standing at the urinal taking a piss? Okay, that brings me... <laughs> that God, I'm going to have to edit this out. You can't have that out there. I no, I think that's great. I think that's great no, what he's talking about. No, no, there. no. No, it, I don't think it's funny if like a 16-year-old to a 23-year-old dude does it. But anybody outside, I, I do of that like range. the bit of just like dropping your pants yep. all the way to the floor and standing there. That's funny. <laughs> going to the bathroom. I mean, if you're just standing there, then that's one thing. But standing there, going to the bathroom, and like you're holding your shirt up with your chin. <laughs> My favorite bit to do is to when I go in the bathroom and somebody's on their phone, especially if they're on speakerphone, trying to have a conversation. Oh boy, that's just an invitation for me to make every disgusting sound and, and flush the toilet a thousand times. To scream things that are incredibly inappropriate. My anus is bleeding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to pay for this these children's therapy that right. are walking by, but that's all right. Brad's rich. <laughs> he, can, he can hand out uh, copies of Arredondo. That's right here. Take this, son. I forgot that you have four year olds running around. That's all right. That. Well, that one we'll is, I don't. I think he was crying. Park, he was already know. crying. I think. Yeah. I have a feeling that I'm going to be edited completely out of this. I don't know why his mom's looking over here pointing at us. <laughs> right. And that does that officer live in your neighborhood, or do they call him over? I gotta I go. I really do have to go in a second. Here. Well, we appreciate you coming. You don't. You, no more emails. You want me to join? Oh, we got tons more emails. But if you're trying to squirrel out, I, I we'll let you go. But I want to stay for for fun times. I just right, I, I have a feeling okay. that I'm. Well, let's, uh, let's start the fun times then. <laughs> Well, we get that started. All right. So thank you for uh, your email, Eduardo. Hopefully your shirt gets to the mail. My handwriting is awful. All right. Next up we have, let's see. All right. This is a guy that was fortunate enough to meet the one and only Heavy Longmire in person. Boom. At the Million uh, Man March. Download Blowout, which was a night where another of our current guests was also in full form. Oh man. How's your tooth? I don't I think it might be infected again. I don't know. I, I you know, your fever could be related to your infected this tooth. This could be viral. Yeah. You do realize this all is tied together. It's systemic. That's I the guess. one event I was really, really pissed that I had to miss. I was really looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that's that close to your brain too, man. Weren't able to be there. I mean I I don't Have know. Have you been using a neti pot? No, I've not been using okay. neti pots. So I don't I, have the amoeba. I, there's no way I'm using the neti, neti pot. pot amoeba. Didn't you use I like neti it. pot? I like the neti pot. That amoeba's going to eat your brain. Hey, no damn amoeba going to eat my brain. I kind of believe him that he'll be all right. You need to get on that treadmill and do a couple laps while we watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. You two, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we get to control the speed. Yeah. Right. Let right. us handle the That'd incline. So this is from Steven. And Stephen is one of our, uh, he's not a... Uh, Part of our biblical thread tonight. Yes, he is not one of, uh, St. Stephen the first martyr, of course. Of course. If you all know. And some would say the first gay. I, I've also heard some uh, 
some gay. Paul, I mean, not the first yeah, gay, but some but gay Paul. Uh, the thorn in his side was yeah. actually homosexuality. But that I digress. And did you know his name didn't really get changed? It was always Paul and Saul. It means the same thing in different languages. Right. I always hated that part. Yeah, Brad, your pissed thoughts? me off. Okay. Fun. Leave the Saul crap at the door, kids. <laughs> All right. So Stephen is from Suck it, Baltimore. Jesus. Okay. So here is a somebody from back east who lives down here now. That somehow was he on the wire? No, he wasn't. But I'm sure he's watched the wire. Being from Baltimore, Stephen is also friend of PJ from Little Elm off of uh, Shake Joint Call In Fame. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Also a listener. Gotcha. He was wearing the the fake neck brace, upturned visor, and carrying around the fake dead Liz Saroy. <laughs> Okay, oh, I okay. didn't hear about okay. that. Okay. So it was a uh, was this was it blow up doll? Yeah, was that what it was? Up okay, doll, yeah, like a half size. It was very weird. Okay, it's like a midget blow up doll, right? That so anyway, word is offensive, sir. It's dwarf. Dwarfism it's, is the technical term. There are no. Uh, I think PT okay. Barnum made up midget. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I feel like Brad's got midget thoughts. He's holding on to. Yeah, Look at him. Fun facts that you're holding back. There, no, buddy? it's it's not even a, a new observation. Just. Dwarf seems so weird. We, we got to come up with something new, well, you know. The te- medical term is dwarfism. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, does the word penis seem weird? Yes. Let's come up with some new term for that too. So, oh, know. there's plenty of new terms. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot. Pazoid or something. As that's my new medical penis name. We got to come up with something. <laughs> Pazoid. <laughs> yep. And. Yeah. Like you got to make you it so start out with something like the exoskeleton before we move on. Yeah, to... let's work on renaming we gotta make the rest it of the body. The most boring name, though, that so nobody can fuck with it. You know, so we got to make it just something. Pazoid is boring. Just sounds like a robot to me. But he had to put the P in front of it. Big too. on the robot sex tonight. Well, that's not. No, I'm not. But we're not talking about robot. We're talking about human or animal. I guess. Would you fuck a robot? You don't have to answer that. You know well, goddamn well I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be yeah. like the real doll style. Just, it's just I mean, a robot. Yeah. It's like those guys that have uh, R2-D2. Have erotic fixations on NML. Uh, sorry, I just cut you off because I, yeah, I thought the kids, the kids were walking be right us. behind her. I'm going to cut out all the robot sex stuff. I don't want you answering that. Yeah, no, we, that's funny. That's not going to go well with We all know that Brad would... He, he I honestly don't care about that stuff. To be honest with you, I, I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm at the a, point where... You know, when is the last time you went to town on a Roomba? Honest, it's dirty, man. I don't want to get up in there. Exactly. Okay. It's all dirty, buddy. That's what. Well, and I, I I don't want something that I I'd have to clean. But like, if I had access to like a robot factory where I'm getting all brand new robots, (laughs) you're doing the QA on it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked by Brad. You're the crash test dummy of the robot industry, robot porn industry. But if it'd been used, I'm not interested. You know, I've always wondered about. The kids whose parents work in dildo factories. Like, what's Bob's dad do? Oh, well, he paints the veins on the cocks at the dildo factory. Yeah, they probably don't come to show and tell a lot at school. Or there's some career day. There's some poor uh, immigrant woman hand-inserting pubes onto the real doll, you know, like that. I bet the factory... Is produces more than just that, so they probably only do that like two days out of the year. Now, if you've got a line two like days for injection, dudes, they punk those out nonstop. Are you kidding? Me? I bet it's it's the uh, like commission work, like it's a plastic factory. Dude, no, you, it, you give them your your order. I don't doubt that, but it's going to be like okay, we're making the John Holmes model today. We're making the Peter North tomorrow. You know, we're 
Do I need to keep going on? No, no. I bet. I, I just bet that it's Thursdays is Mickey Rooney Day. There are fifteen hundred plastic factories, and like the plastic factories, you know, each have a hundred orders they fulfill each year. Two come from dildo companies for each factory, so you're only working on that like a week out of the year. So you're just. I think you're underestimating the amount of dildo making that there is. I may be that, and I may be like, I don't want to imagine that that's somebody's career too you know i've seen pictures of dumpsters full of dildo molds that's like and a, those are pictures that you took yes that's <laughs> a fraternity that's a fraternity bit i bet that's what that is no these were these were high, okay high end <laughs> serious molds these were not like oh mrs gustav's making I mean, he had the, these like, were like your 20x stetson of the dildo <laughs> Luxurious. The fence around that place was really tall. He cut himself twice crawling through the gate. You know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this dad, right I think that dad just looked at me when I said, <laughs> <laughs> "Hey, get you know, this is what you get in suburbia." All right. So Stephen is a relatively new listener, but very enthusiastic, and he was very thrilled to meet the one and only Heavy Long. Oh, sure. No. Who was like. His own little rock star when he got there. Oh, I'm, I have no doubt. Cause I had sold it that neither you or him were probably going to make it. Right. And then he walks in. No, nay, saunters in. Saunter. Sachet, if you will. Yeah. And it was there from then to go. All right. I bet it, I bet you shook a lot of hands. Shook a lot of hands. Hugged a lot of people. Oh yeah. Side hug or full on? Uh, a few of both. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So Steven says, greetings. It was cool to meet Gustav and Heavy at the blowout one million. I was bummed not to not get to meet Ty, but I do hope everything is okay with, um, your bottom. Sorry, Ty. Gustav didn't offer much detail, but he did use the word trots. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Close enough. I wanted to briefly reset the two parts of the conversation I can remember the most about. In speaking with Heavy, he shared a love of the Sopranos episode titled Pine Barrens. Perhaps you boys could do a segment on some of your favorite TV episodes of all time. Also, I wanted to say how much fun it was to talk about Can You Hear Me doing a live show with the original David Beards and Avenger. Gustav said it would be pretty tough for y'all to pull off a live show, but if you could do one from anywhere, where would it be? Anyway, good times, boys, and thanks for the pod. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great stuff. Can You Hear Me, P1, Steve from McKinney, a.k.a. North of the Wall. Okay, he's not the one with the blow-up doll. No, no, PJ is the one. Okay. And the, PJ is from Pennsylvania, and he's a Pittsburgh fan. Okay, yes. And Steven is from, or Steve is from Baltimore, right. and he's a Ravens fan. Gotcha. But they still love each other. Okay. It's magic of P1 okay. world. Okay. All right. It was great meeting him. Uh, Pine Barrens is the episode where <laughs> they're out great. in the woods, and the Russians yes. are going to kill him. No, that's where they take the Russians. Oh, that's gonna, where they take the Russians. They're going right. to kill him. And then... The it's Russian Chris and Polly. And the Russian thread just dies off from there. You never yeah. comes back. Yeah. And I was always hoping that was going to be a big yeah, deal. Too. That to me that's like the f- funniest Sopranos episode. I would just, agree. I mean, yeah. Do you remember that one? I've never watched it. Okay. Sopranos. Well, we, I've seen like watched the Sopranos. I've seen like two episodes, but I've never watched The Wire either. It's I know oh, it's shit. it's bad. Wow. We will save favorite episode talk cuz I think that's a great topic and now that we've kind of got that as a tickler we'll Pull up some notes. He was big on us doing a live event. And can I get mine and I got to go? Yes, but I want to stress first okay. off, we can never do a live event nope. because we're awful. 
and I edit out so many pauses, like this episode right Yeah, now, nobody wants to come listen to that. We're at a that. one hour mark, and it's going to edit down to like 35 minutes. Yeah. At the most. At the most. All right, Brad, give us what you got, buddy. The Constant on Lost. You guys remember that episode? Didn't watch Lost. Which episode was that? Desmond, he keeps going back in time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, best yeah. episode ever. The wife watched Lost, I didn't. Oh, it was God. a good show. I mean, it, you know, it it jumped the shark eventually. But Shitty it, after... Cruddy after season three. But the hooks were so good at the beginning, it was hard not to stay with it. Yep. The first couple seasons were really good. Yep. All right. Well, I got to go, guys. All right. We thank you for coming. I feel shitty that if I can find you need- some portrait art, I will. Okay. Yeah. Okay? I'll Look take whatever. I, I need something, you know, uh, to hold, to patch my walls because they're all, uh, holes in them and everything. Keep out the, the wind and everything. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so sad. So sad. Uh, if you've got anything, it doesn't need to be paint on it. It can just be wood. You know, I'm yeah, good with well, that, too. We can come up with something. All right. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, we're going to do a full episode about your award-winning book, Arredondo, at some point. Okay. I don't have anything to plug. Uh, and obviously, everybody knows Brad is the host of the uh, Below the Belt podcast. It can be found on the Blowout Podcast Network. And that's probably one of my favorite ones on the network. Just probably. Say, I don't There's no certainty that. there. I don't probably say that I've heard it's he, good. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he hosts that with Smiley Man. Yeah. Yes. Smiley Ryan. Smiley Ryan. Good old Ryan. Tell him we said hi next time you see him. Okay. Well, we only ever see him at events. Well, you get, he'll come out here. Well, he'll probably he won't come won't. out. He There's won't. Happen, no. no. I, maybe if we come to you, you think he would make this short? Yep. We'll probably. try to work that out sometime. All right. I, the fact that we spent so much time with... Is he still with the same... Woman? Yes. Yes. The fact that we spent so much time around them that night early on in their relationship, I feel like we're kind of at least partly responsible for them being for still, the success, still being yeah. together. But we really we whipped his ass. High. Yeah. No, we we told her how great he was and yeah, yeah. stuff. He's so happy now. I really want her to leave him, so he's devastated, and it's <laughs> we can make fun of him. Well, you know. I do miss the farm report. Yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. yeah, he should just for the show's sake, he should end it. Yeah, I mean, even though he's immensely happy and and you know probably the best woman he's ever going to meet, just end it for the for the sake of the, yeah, show. For the show, right? Yeah. right. yeah, show comes first. For the downloads. You guys see when a review, the show review with uh, I'm not going to get it. I have, but, but we can talk about <laughs> yeah. that later. Right, but I'll, I'll see we, you guys. Later. Thank you for showing up, and we look forward to when you can come back and be with us again. Take right, your guys. pocket full of burgers with you. Well, too. Uh, the dogs got them. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, take hey. For your journey, get in the cooler there and get you a Coke Zero. Go ahead and get yourself something I'm nice good. out of no, there, get Brad. You one, get you one for later. No, I'm good. I'm good. Are you, are you off the Coke Zero? No, now? I just don't. Get I, off the sick. Man. Take you a couple pieces of that Wonder Bread. Dude, I am so weird about sleep. Like, I, do, I don't like drink any caffeine after four. Anymore. Well, you can have it tomorrow morning with your soup. It would go good with I'm soup. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad that you came. And you know, I hate Absolutely. to stay for longer, oh, okay. but we're we're happy that you came. All right. I'll, it, I'll come out again next time you guys are doing it, though. All right. R.I.P. Brad. All right. Yeah. The um, summer really is a lot less chaotic. Okay. We'll yeah. get together and let's get together and go go skiing. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a boat. Yeah. We don't <laughs> ski, but let's do it. Let's do it. Oh. All right, buddy. So, Steve, thanks for the email. I would love to talk more about the episode, the, our favorite episodes later in some detail, and that give us some time to think about it, because I generally only read these when it's time for y'all to actually hear it, so it's right. organic. 
So something like that, we need a little bit of lead up time so we can prepare our notes. So thank you. And our extensive notes. Extensive notes. I just don't ever see a, a live event happening. No, I don't either. I, Nobody I, wants to see us in person. No, not at all. I've seen us in person, and I don't want to see yeah. it. No, it's overrated. All right, well, I want to thank Brad. He's already gone. We had a, a little off-air touching moment of as he left, and we uh, really appreciate him coming because he is so award-winning and so NPR, and I'm going to put his interview from NPR at the end of the episode. Ah, so excellent. In the outro, just stick around and listen to Here Brad make for six Star minutes. Star Wars references. Make a Star Wars reference <laughs> on NPR. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> All right. Well, email us your emails or thoughts and at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Texas history is chock full of big names. Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Lorenzo de Zavala. But how about Joaquin de Arredondo? He played an important role in the area now known as Texas back in the 19th century. But there's a reason we don't have streets and elementary schools named after Arredondo. He's remembered as a ruthless butcher. Fittingly, the cover of the new biography about Joaquin de Arredondo looks to be blood splattered. Arredondo, last Spanish ruler of Texas and northeastern New Spain, is out now. The author is Bradley Folsom, adjunct professor of history at UT Arlington. Bradley, thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Laura. It's uh, nice to be on with you guys. So Joaquin de Arredondo has been your subject of passion for a while now, the topic of your dissertation I saw before you went on to write this full biography. What drew your interest to this figure that many of us don't know much about? Well, it came back to this question I always had. I always wondered why Spain and later Mexico invited Americans into Texas. It was just in 1818, three years before Spain initially invited these Americans, that Andrew Jackson had invaded Florida and essentially forced Spain to cede that territory to the United States. So why, if you have Americans invading one of your territories, would you then invite Americans into your other territory? And then why would Mexico follow suit and, and invite Americans as well? Got me looking into matters, and I discovered that in 1813, essentially Texas had been depopulated by about half. Um, this guy had come through, turned out to be Joaquin de Arredondo, and he had killed a good percentage of Texas's Spanish population and driven the uh, significant percentage of Texas's population to flee to the United States. So we know in general that the history of Texas is bloodstained. I mean, the first thing people think of is, you know, the Battle of the Alamo and those other big battles. But Arredondo, as you kind of hinted there, truly exemplifies this. He's remembered in large part for his willingness to shed blood of those who stood in his way. But was he really worse than other military leaders at the time? People in Mexico from 1810, when the War for Mexican Independence broke out, to 1821, everyone was doing some pretty brutal things. The, the Mexican War for Independence was very different than the American Revolution. The American Revolution, relatively little, little bloodshed. Mexican uh, War of Independence was very bloody. You know, you had people fighting for num numerous different sides. It wasn't just like in the American Revolution, colonists and the English. It was people fighting for revolution, handful of people fighting for Napoleon, uh, some people fighting for the return of the king, some people fighting for Republican government, some people fighting for, you know, more democratic government based uh, somewhat on the Constitution of the United States. 
So you had all these different groups fighting with one another. And I think just about every leader realized that the only way we can get things done or the only way we can get sort of loyalty out of people is through violence. And so we saw a lot of people just use violence to, you know, extract loyalty out of the populations. It's just I think Arredondo probably used violence a little bit more efficiently than, than most other people in Mexico at the time. Hmm. So if people aren't as familiar with Arredondo himself, they're likely familiar with another historical figure you describe as his protege. That's Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Tell us a little about their relationship. Well, I think the protege label, I think it actually says that on the book cover. I probably wouldn't use a protege label. I've heard that uh, people describe Arredondo as Santa Ana's mentor. Uh, to me, that conjures up like a, a Mr. Miyagi karate kid, you know, right. uh, I, <laughs> relationship or Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker. I don't think it was like that. I think it was Arredondo was an example to Santa Ana. Santa Ana was one of hundreds, thousands of soldiers that served under Arredondo. Arredondo wrote about Santa Ana a couple different times. Hey, this young cadet performed well in this battle or this battle. He gave him a number of promotions, but Santa Ana doesn't really talk about Arredondo in, in his autobiography as being this guy who was particularly inspiring. Santa Ana saw how Arredondo got things done by being ruthless and uh, the decision to kill the prisoners offer no quarter in the Alamo. A lot of people credit that to Arredondo and think Santa Ana's decision was based on on him. So if you have a chance with this book and, and maybe even with this interview to rewrite this sort of short summary of Joaquin de Arredondo, would you keep it ruthless villain or is something else more appropriate, kind of a two or three word summary? Well, he certainly did some very, very awful things. If you look at his actions following the Battle of Medina, which is bloodiest battle in Texas history, it outnumbers the number of uh, deaths in the Alamo and San Jacinto combined. Um, Arredondo told his soldiers, no survivors. You know, if you see a guy trying to surrender, we're not taking any survivors here. Um, I certainly think that that is ruthless. And he went into San Antonio following this and executed people that supported revolutionaries and executed people that he even suspected of supporting revolutionaries. Very, very brutal stuff. However, having said that, it's hard to call somebody, say somebody's a bad guy or they're ruthless when everybody was ruthless at the time. So I, I think he definitely deserves the ruthless label, but I, I, you know, I can understand his actions after, after seeing that this was the law of the land, I guess. Bradley Folsom is an adjunct professor of history at UT Arlington and the author of the new book, Arredondo, Last Spanish Ruler of Texas and Northeastern New Spain. Bradley, thank you again. All right, thanks a lot. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.